Hey ladies, welcome to the Looking Above podcast. It's easy to get bogged down in details of everyday life. If we aren't intentional, our eyes can easily be pulled away from the Lord and we can set our gaze on things of earth. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My name is Karen Boffman and I'm the women's pastor at New Life Church in Gillette, Wyoming. I believe that our perspective changes everything. So together, we'll be looking above. Welcome back to Looking Above. As you may notice, my voice is not Karen's voice. This is Brooklyn talking to you today, and I am here with my friend Sarah. And we are taking over Looking Above today. Just today. (laughs) Yes. Luckily, Karen will be back next week. We miss her. You guys will cheer about that. So we apologize in advance that she is not here today. You are stuck with us. (laughs) We're going to do great. But today we're going to talk about be still and know, Mm. um, which a lot of you have heard probably. And it's super easy to glaze over when you've heard a scripture or a passage over and over and over. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes it's just used so much that you just don't even internalize it anymore. But we are here to change that. Yes, we are. So So be still. So be still and know. (laughs) Now, Sarah, do you want to read us the full verse? Yeah, it's a long one. So buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) It comes from Psalm 46 and it is verse 10. If you have not read all of Psalm 46, by the way, you should. I read it this morning um, and it's very good. But we are focusing on verse 10 for this. And it says, be still and know that I am God. Exclamation point. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. And that's it. That's and Psalm that's 46, that. 10. So for a little context, you really should go back and read the whole 46 Psalm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because it is really good. And actually it's talking this Psalm 4610 changes to God talking. Mm-hmm. The rest of it is not God talking. So it's, I was reading a commentary and it says that that makes it very important, obviously. Right. But so, you know, it is a most important line of the Psalm. Right. I think. And I highlighted the exclamation mark because that's God saying, you have to know that I am God, exclamation point. That's important. It makes it important. Yes, I agree. So this psalm was thought to be written during a time of war, and it is God talking to the Israelites, his people. And if they're in a war, we can assume they're probably tired or fearful or working really hard to win this war because you don't just go to war to lose. So they're probably striving, right? And then God comes in and he says, hey, chill out. Stop what you're doing. Remember who I am. Remember what I have done for you. And some versions even say, stop striving and know that I am God, Mm. which I think a lot of us can relate to. Can we Um, Yep. Yeah. But in one commentary I read, it said this, it said, Psalm 4610 is a direct command from God to stop our futile efforts in dealing with things that are his domain. He asks us to put down our weapons of war and stand in awe of him and his mighty power. As God, he is sovereign, faithful, omnipotent, and unfailing. 
when all nations of the world see the power of God, they will exalt and honor him as one true God. Hmm. So it's simple, but it is powerful. Because how often do we not stop in Mm. our day to just remember that Mm -hmm. when you're facing something? Um, Because we have wars in our lives or storms. Sometimes they're they're called storms. And how often do we just kind of push ahead in the storm and we never take a second to be like, hey, actually, God is with me. Mm -hmm. He's on my side. This is what he's done. So I think that it's just a reminder. And it doesn't have to be a huge storm. It doesn't have to be a war. No. It can be... Anything, anything that we are striving to get through, we have to remember to take God with us. Like today, your childcare fell through and your day got all switched around. And it's not like it's like a life or death situation. Mm -hmm. But I feel like even in those moments, I have to be like, okay, God, help me out here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. When our plans change, we strive. Yeah. Anyway. So... Breaking down the verse, we're going to start backwards. It says, know that he is, or at least breaking down the beginning of the verse, it says, know that he is God. So know who he is, which is powerful and good and loving and in control and with you and unfailing and just all of the good things. Strong. Uh, Strong. Yeah. You guys can make your own lists. Who is he to you? (laughs) Yeah. But in order to know him or who he says that he is or trust him, or I guess in order to know that he is who he says he is or trust that he is who he says he is, we have to get to know him. Mm. Because how can you trust somebody that you don't know? Right. I wouldn't. Like, I I would not go to somebody at the grocery store and be like, here, I trust you with my kid. Right. Like, <laughs> right. I would want to get to know you first. I need a sitter. Yeah. So I brought I brought her to the grocery store and can you watch her for a hot minute? Yeah, I would not do that. I would want to trust you. And in order to trust you, I have to get to know you. So trust comes with what? Trust comes with relationship. Yes. <laughs> I was hoping you could read my mind. Okay. Trust comes with relationship and knowing him and his character. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, you can't really trust somebody you don't know. So I, my word of the year is actually trust this year. And I'm learning a lot. Um, And I feel like when you make your word of the year something, you are put to a lot of tests Mm -hmm. um, to learn it better. (laughs) So I feel like that has happened. Yeah, let's see. I'm going to show you. So what I've kind of learned is that I didn't really trust him, at least not deeply, before I was intentional about it, but I was still obedient to him. Mm -hmm. So you can be obedient without trust, but I never fully surrendered anything because I didn't fully trust him. Mm. So I always tried to keep some form of control and maybe you can relate to this because that's what makes you feel safe. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I really had to spend time really meditating and knowing how much he loves me mm-hmm. in order to trust him, like to fully surrender. Right. And wants the best for you. Yeah. And the best for us may look different than the best that he thinks we need. And what's funny is I had like the head knowledge of that mm-hmm. before, but I didn't have the heart knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so I knew those things, but I didn't believe them because I hadn't spent time asking him to show me right. that he means them. Yeah. So let's start with the building blocks 
how do you have a relationship with God? Or even if like a lot of you listening have relationship with God, um, but how do we make it deeper, Sarah? Mm -hmm. Back to the basics, I think. Uh, you can always, your relationship with Jesus can always be portrayed in a relationship with a friend or your spouse or your children. Uh, and how do you have a relationship with them? Well, you spend time with them. Number one, you spend time. Uh, and how do you spend time while well, you talk to them? You learn about them. You are intentional with them. Um, and I think also just being with them. And so, uh, so that, I mean, we Christians, we talk about this all the time. You have to spend time in the Bible. You have to spend time in prayer. And then this verse is telling us we have to spend time being still and just knowing him. So how do we get to know him? We, we have to learn about him, uh, and spend time with just him being intentional. Yeah. And Jesus, uh, if you've read any of like the gospels, he's, he does this a lot. He's, uh, in Luke five sixteen, it says Jesus often withdrew mm-hmm. to the wilderness for prayer. So he went alone to be with God. And he is God. And it, he yeah. still <laughs> spent time with himself. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he went alone and withdrew from whatever was going on around him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that withdrawing and spending time alone with God and being still, as it says in this verse, isn't something that comes naturally to very many of us. Um, And I also think that it can actually be scary because I think being in solitude um, and alone and in quiet is like a fear of some people because a lot can be revealed. that that, And our world is so busy and we are constantly surrounded by anything. I mean, phones, people, uh, children. I mean, it's just... Like there's not much space and time for solitude. Like you have to really work at making that space for yourself. For sure. And I actually read a study. um, I said, I don't know, a few weeks ago that I got, we moved our TV downstairs. I don't know if you knew that, Sarah. No, I didn't. Yeah, we moved it downstairs. And because I noticed it was like taking up um, margin in our lives. Like, so when Quinn was eating breakfast in the morning, she wanted to watch a show Mm -hmm. or if she was bored, she wanted to watch a show or if she was playing, she wanted music on in the background. And I had read a study that talked about how kids now, like, because they've never been without that stuff when it's quiet, Mm -hmm. they're uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and they can't do things the same. So I was like, I want us to have quiet (laughs) and to get used to it and be okay with that. And not even just no background noise or just, it can be quiet. And then I related it to myself because I was like, I do always have like music on or a podcast Mm -hmm. on or something. So yeah, it's kind of crazy how in today's world or or I guess at least in Western culture, we always have noise. Yeah. So being in the quiet can feel uncomfortable. And if it does feel uncomfortable, you're not alone in that, but you, your brain does adapt to it mm-hmm. after time. Right. They said um, <clears throat> it takes 21 days to create a habit, 21 consecutive days. And so creating that habit of getting time alone may take some time, but yeah. you have to push yourself out of the comfort. Uh, and Jesus wants us out of our comfort. So... If it is uncomfortable, that's probably a good thing. Good. I tell Quinn that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> good to be uncomfortable. Right, yeah. and she's like, no, it's uh-huh. not. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a podcast 
today, actually, with John Mark Comer, which is who Karen talks a lot about. Um, he wrote The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Mm -hmm. And then Tyler Staten or Staten. I'm sorry, I'm probably not saying it right. But anyways, in it, Tyler was saying how he has the personality type that leads towards performance. Mm, okay. And um, when you're in silence with God and you're not talking and you're not asking God for things, you're just with him. That strips you of the ability to perform because mm -hmm. you can't do anything to make him love you more right. in your head. Or, um, so you just are before God mm -hmm. as you are in that moment with all of your mistakes and failures and you can't hide them. And so that can be scary. But then John Mark Comer goes on to say that solitude is the place that you most deeply experience the love and truth of God. And Tyler says to like, that is over time. He said it was really uncomfortable at first, but over time, that is where he felt the most beloved. Hmm. Yeah. And hmm. I talked last semester, we were talking about disciplines. If you haven't listened to it, you can go back. But um, we actually had an episode about being still. And it's actually one of my favorite things. So it's hmm. something that I've practiced a lot. Yeah. How do you, what does that look like for you? Um, so for me, and okay, it's not always perfect, unfortunately. <laughs> what? I know. But for me, um, what the way that I feel the most close to God and, and what Tyler said I really resonated with, the way I can feel his love the most, um, because I also lean towards performing, is just waking up early and being alone and sitting with God. Hmm. So I'm not, I do read the Bible, but during this part, I'm not reading the Bible. I'm not listening to worship music. I'm not doing anything. I'm just there there with God. <laughs> and it sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> That's why you should go back and listen to this other one um, in last season. But I, at first it was really hard. And then over time he would reveal things to me, but in his time, not mine. Mm -hmm. And so it was slow and he would bring verses to my mind. And so then I would go look them up and it was exactly what I needed. And it was almost like he would start the conversation and not me. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I talk, I used to call it like my God counseling sessions. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Counsel me, oh We Lord. have worked through a lot of things in this stillness. That's um, cool. But I definitely think that's where I come to know him the most. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with uh, interruptions? Is there usually any? I mean, Quinn might wake up before you think she should or. Yeah, she actually, she doesn't. She's she doesn't, such no. a sleeper. Because right. you wake up at like, what, 2 a.m.? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> not on purpose. Um, no, I do. When I'm not pregnant and I have adequate sleep, I used to wake up at four. Mm -hmm. So she didn't really so she wake was up. Never, yeah. No, but I do put my phone in another room mm -hmm. because I. I am very tempted to, when I'm just sitting, to go to Facebook or right, Instagram. Right. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> but I am, and my brain will automatically do it. Yeah. So I put it in a different room. And and my brain doesn't always stay focused. It's kind of like I have to redirect it. Mm -hmm. um, but over time, it's the more I've practiced it, the better focus I have on just being with God. Right which I'm sure there's books about meditation because uh -huh. that's kind of what it is um, that probably talk about stuff like that. Right. But <laughs> I did not read any of them. I just felt like God calling me to do that one day. And so then I just started doing it and he kind of has led it for me. But. Right. So you sit alone uh -huh. quietly. Yes. 
being counseled by God. Uh, <laughs> what do you do? That is not what I do. No. <laughs> what do you do? That is not how I my stillness looks. But um, I have Jesus drives. Um, there's nights where I just tell my husband, because he goes to bed at like 8.30 after the children are in bed because he wakes up early. And there's nights where I just say, hey, I'm going to go for a drive. I need some time. I actually did this on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. <clears throat> and I just turn on worship music um, and I drive because I'm the most focused when I drive. And uh, and I'm maybe not focused on driving, but no, <laughs> it just comes naturally. <laughs> um, it's not a scary thing. Could I think promise. It's late at night <laughs> so that no one else is out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just listening, listening to worship music and just thinking about the goodness of God and knowing that he has me and has my family and, uh, he's in control because I also struggle with control issues. And so that's my time where I just go through the things that I am trying to hold on to. And I just tell him, please just take them because I'm not, I don't want them. Um, and by the end of my drive, I get home and I feel so much better and I can just sleep and have a sound mind and just know that he's got me. So driving is when I do that. And it's not always just at night. I mean, anytime I drive, I, I just do that. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like you do, you bring those things that are stressing you throughout your day. And then you're like, I'm going to remember who you are. Mm -hmm. You are in control, not me. Take these. Right. So I think that's really cool. And I mean, our lives are different. Like mm -hmm. you have two kids that are two and under mm -hmm. and I don't, my daughter's five. And so I, my quiet time's in the morning, but yours is after, Quinn is more likely to wake up at like 8.30 right. to yeah, 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's not really, it doesn't have to look one way. No, right. Because we know that everyone listening mm -hmm. has a different life. Right. <laughs> right. The verse doesn't say, be still and know that I'm God in the morning. Yeah, right. Or, at noon or when you feel like it, uh, it's be still and know. And that can be at any point of the day or, or night or. And I think that the more you practice it, it really does kind of carry on throughout the day. Yeah. Um, or throughout like, so if I did like right now, I'm in my third trimester of pregnancy and I pee a million times a night. <laughs> so you are still when you pee? <laughs> so yeah, no. <laughs> I'm going to say I just have not been sleeping well. Oh, right. Okay. So I haven't been getting up as early and having as much time. But because I had that foundation from before, it's really easy or it's easier, I guess I should say, for me throughout my day to still have that practice of turning back to God mm -hmm. um, versus if I hadn't done it before I was in a season where it's harder, mm -hmm. um, I don't think it would be easy at all. Right. I don't, I don't even know if I would be able to do it mm -hmm. as well. So, <laughs> so yeah. what I'm trying to get at <laughs> is that we should have this foundation of being still before the storm hits or before the war hits. Like, right. and because, um, because learning it in a storm, I think would be, that would be rough. Yeah, because we're striving and we're frantic and we're mm -hmm. panicking. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure you can do it with God, but I just think it would be so much harder. Yeah. And having that, I mean, um, in James 
chapter one, uh, James tells us that uh, we are going to face trials. So he says in verse two, he says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. <laughs> I just added that. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. So in that verse, he's not saying if you face a trial, I tell this to the teens all the time. I tell them life, if you go through life thinking that it's always going to be easy and it's always going to be rainbows and butterflies, it's not. Uh, James tells us that there will be trials, there will be wars, there will be deaths in your family, there will be your friend uh, hurting you, there's going to be hard times. So I think, Brooklyn, what you said about having that foundation early and just building on it is so important. And so spending time with him, uh, I think a big one is memorizing scripture, Yeah, building a foundation. I have a friend who has <clears throat> five kids and I look up to her because she is so good at this with her children and she knows so much scripture and she helps them to memorize scripture. And so whenever I teach sixth grade, her son, I will read the verse of the day and he'll just finish it off like from there's memory. no scripture. Like, <laughs> not yet. I mean, I'm not there every every Sunday, but gosh, he he just knows scripture. And she tells me that that's something she does because she wants her kids, she wants God to bring those scriptures to her kids' minds when they are uh, struggling and when they are hurting. And that's usually what she points her kids to is, what does the Bible say about this. Mm, okay, well, that's the scripture God brought to your mind. That's awesome. You had a nightmare. Let's let's talk to God about it and then go back to sleep. And it, she says she can just see her kids calm down and just I don't know. It's so cool. So memorizing scripture is huge. And that is yeah, that's so cool. I want to steal that and practice that too mm -hmm. for myself and my daughter. Right. Yeah. But. And then that's also part of the knowing, know that I am God. Right. Because he reveals himself through scripture. Yeah. No, that's so cool. Yeah. What else? What's another, another way? Praying. Praying. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm And I think that there's two types of prayer, or there's probably more, mm -hmm. <laughs> but two types of prayer in my head right now. And one is that you, you are talking to God and, um, telling him what you need. And I think that's great. And mm -hmm. we are instructed to bring that to God. And then the other type of prayer is kind of what I was talking about earlier. And that's listening mm -hmm. to God. Yeah. So there's talking and listening, just like with any relationship. Right. It's a give and take. And yeah. also in that, in that time of prayer, also acknowledging that he is who he is, who he is. Yeah. Um, and then he's got you. And some people, they do shower prayers. Right. Um, some people paint, and that's how they're still with God. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things. And really, we just want our hope for you is that you can figure out what is the best way for you to be still in your life. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean to make excuses. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, you still have to be intentional, intentional. and set time aside. Yeah. And be excited about doing it. Like, just be excited. Don't go into it thinking, oh, I have to do this. I mean, sometimes we do that, but, yeah. um, and if we do, it's like afterwards, we're like, okay, well, that was what I needed. God knows I needed that. And so you come out of it being still and whatever that may look like um, for you, 
figure it out and practice it. Practice it. Practice. Practice makes better. <laughs> Not perfect. <laughs> I have never heard that. I like that. <laughs> practice makes better. Um, yeah. Another thing mm-hmm. is the more that you do practice it, the more, like I said, you will run to God when you are in the storm or the war or whatever, or just throughout your day. Um, so the beginning of Psalm 46, Sarah, you said you read it this morning, I but did. it talks about how God is our refuge and our strength. And I think that when we don't spend mm. time cultivating this relationship with God and this trust in God, <clears throat> excuse me, we will always run to something mm-hmm. because that's just who we are as humans. We will run to a person, so like a friend mm-hmm. or your spouse mm-hmm. or I don't know. There's it's different for everyone. Yeah, addictions like smoking, alcohol. I mean, you guys know Netflix, Facebook, Facebook, right. oh, and Instagram. I think that's a big one now. Yeah. It's just, I don't want to deal with it. So I'm going to just turn on Netflix yeah. and zone everything out. And numb. And yeah. numb. Yeah. So I think that's a big one. But I think people is probably the first thing yeah. that, we, that we run to. <clears throat> so we challenge you to, to do some reflection. Mm-hmm. And where do you seek comfort or encouragement first? Right. And if it's not God, we're not shaming you at all. We're just saying maybe be intentional about being still and knowing who he is. Mm -hmm. And then the more that you do that, we pray that that is who you will run to first. Right. Yeah. Find out what what it is you run to first and then try to veer from that and be still. I just was imagining you driving and like. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, don't. No, do that. I think that's great. <laughs> um, anyways, so we are. We're pro- I don't know. I haven't even been keeping track of time, but we're probably a lot shorter than Karen and I usually are. Um, okay, Sarah, you have to do the end with me. Okay. Okay. So first of all, we just want you to know that we love you. We are praying for you. And as always, keep looking Looking above. above. Good job.